the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's time for Dr. Jomo Cousins on Fresh Wind Radio. God works through people. So if God's going to help me, it's going to have to do with what? People. And oftentimes we don't want to receive help because we don't like the package it comes in. Everyone say, I need, I need help. We hope you're excited to hear God's word today on Fresh Wind Radio. We've got some incredible opportunities lined up for you later on in the broadcast to support this radio ministry. But for now, let's get straight to the word with Dr. Jomo Cousin. God is doing something Today, today, as I delve into part two of my series, The Three Hardest Words, last week I did, I love you, and today, (laughs) I need help. I thought about this as I was in Publix. I went to a new Publix. I'm a peanut butter and jelly connoisseur. Praise the Lord. I love me some peanut butter and jelly. When I'm on a Daniel fast, the only thing I miss is my peanut butter and jelly. Praise the God. And I have stepped up my peanut butter and jelly uh, abilities. I don't just use bread anymore. I use Jamaican hard old bread. Glory to God. That kicked it up to a whole nother level. One day y'all will taste and see. But until then, just believe. So I'm in my, this, this new Publix and I'm trying to find, you know, the extra crunchy peanut butter. And I know in my Publix, I know where it's at. But I'm in a different Publix. And I'm walking up and down the aisle trying to find my peanut butter and jelly. I passed three or four employees. But yet and still, I won't ask for what? Does anybody have that spirit on you too where you know you need help, but you're just not going to ask for help? We had a wedding that we had to go to in Miami. And uh, it was on 34th Street South. I didn't realize in Miami there's about 15, 34 And I'm driving, and it's getting later and later. And of course, my helpmate said, Joma, why don't you stop and ask for help? Women of God, have you ever said that to the brother? Hey, brother, why don't you just stop and ask for help? But my rebellious spirit said, no. I know where I'm going. I got to 34th Street. It was a gas station. At that point, I surrendered. (laughs) I said, I need what? I read an article this week. The government of Nepal has made new rules on those who are trying to climb Mount Everest. The new rule is there's no longer solo climbers. Nobody can attempt to climb Everest 
by themselves. They said most of those solo climbers died by themselves. At the bottom of Mount Everest, there's these people called Sherpas. And the goal of the Sherpa is to help you get to the top. Nobody can get to the top without some help. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, I need help. And we all do. In Genesis chapter 2, verse 18, says, Now the Lord God said, It is not good, beneficial for man to be alone. I will make him a helper, one who balances him, a counterpart who is suitable and complementary to him or for him. How about this? For God to make us a helper, it implies that we need I don't like that, but that's what it says. Balance, compliment. So the problem with us is we want help from God, but we don't, help, we don't want help from man. Because, see, <laughs> I don't want them to get credit for helping me. I'll ask God, but I sure won't ask But here's your challenge, brothers and sisters, and it's what you have to be mindful of. God works through people. So if God's going to help me, it's going to have to do with what? People. And oftentimes we don't want to receive help because we don't like the package it comes in. Everyone say, I need need help. help. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well... When I was in high school, I was a part of this orchestra, and orchestra is usually anywhere between 20 and it could be up to 50 um, people at one time. And we have our own private instructors, depending on what instrument you play. So I played clarinet, and my, um, the song that we were practicing for, I had kind of like a solo part, so I thought I was special. Because, you know, when you're in a big group and you can actually hear the one instrument play at any time, you are very special, right? So <laughs> I kept asking my instructor, I said, where is the part where everyone's quiet and I'm just doing my thing? So she said, Charmaine, don't get caught up in your one part because everyone's here to hear the entire song. And your part won't sound right with just you playing it by yourselves. It takes all the instruments in the orchestra for everything to sound like it's supposed to sound. So don't get wrapped up in your part. And I, was, I thought about it as it pertains to relationships. Sometimes we get caught up in our part. I'm the provider. I take care of the kids. I cook, I clean. Whereas you wouldn't be able to do your part as well as you do it without your counterpart. Amen? So sometimes we get so wrapped up in our part that we play in the relationship that we don't appreciate we wouldn't be able to do it to the ability or to the extent that we do it to without the other person. So you're saying that when I stretch myself and I do the dishes, Mm -hmm. sweep up the floor, that uh, pressing myself beyond my call, that I shouldn't get, like, like extra credit? 
extra credit. You know, because, you know, you say, you know, when people say, I do this and I do that, I felt kind of offended. I felt like, you know, you were talking about me identifying what Maybe I do. Maybe Holy Spirit was speaking to you because it's something you need to work on in the name of Jesus. Because I wasn't talking about you, brother. What is it? The scripture says counterpart. What does counterpart mean? Cancel. I'm cancel that. You know? <laughs> Everyone say, I need, I need help. help. Now, here's a challenge. Where does my help come from? And this is the struggle. You need to get your eyes off of people and get your eyes on Jesus. That's good. Because you get frustrated with people. But my help comes from the Lord. Psalms 121. Psalms 121. Psalms 121. It says this. We'll just read two verses. Let's read, church. I will lift up my eyes to the hills of Jerusalem. From where shall my help come? My help comes from the Lord. Get your eyes off people. Your help comes from the what? That's why Proverbs 3, 5 says, trust in the Lord with Lean not to your, my help comes from God. I, 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 I was listening to a story about this brother. Uh, he was in Tennessee and they had a flash flood and the waters were coming by. The neighbor came by in a small boat and said, hey, buddy, the, the waters is rising high. You probably want to get in the boat with me. He said, no, the Lord will provide. So another guy came by in a boat. Now he's on the next floor of the house, two-story house. He says, hey, man, come on. The, you know, the waters rise. He said, no, the Lord going to provide. Now he on a he on the roof, y'all. Helicopter say, "Come on, the flood waters rise." He said, "No, the Lord will provide." The brother dies, get to heaven. He said, "Lord, I thought you were gonna provide." He said, "Yeah, I sent two boats and a helicopter. You didn't want no help." People will try to help you, but you don't even want to receive help. And what if God was a person who sent that person to help you? Everyone say, "I need help." By the way, it's not a pride thing. We all need help. We all need help. Praise God all throughout the Bible. People get asked for help. Lord, I need a word. Lord, I need help. Lord, I need help. Next scripture, Exodus. Exodus. This is a story about a brother named Moses. God calls him to give him a job to move two million people. He says, these are the instructions. So initially, uh, Moses is kind of overwhelmed with all these people because wherever people are, there's problems. People bring problems. Glory to God. That's why we don't like being around too many people because everybody bring their what? Problem to God be the glory. I know, I know, I know. Now with this, his father-in-law say, hey, 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 son, you've been listening to Fresh Wind Radio with Dr. Jomo Cousins, senior pastor of Love First Christian Center. Riverview, Florida. Hello, family. I'm so excited to come to you today and discuss all the amazing things God is growing. My latest book, The Prayer Life, The Conversation, has officially launched, and I can't wait to share more about my journey on the power of prayer, love, life, finance, family, and everything in between. So guess what? We're going on a book tour. That's right, a book tour. And I'm happy to announce that the kickoff is happening right here in my hometown of Tampa Bay. Join me for an afternoon of real, raw, and relevant conversation. Visit JomoCousins.com to purchase your tickets today. I'm starting a conversation and inviting all of you to a jam-packed afternoon that will go from prayer to purpose. 
Tampa tour date, February 1st at Cooper's Hawk Restaurant, 4110 West Boy Scout Boulevard, Tampa, Florida. Reserve your space today at JomoCousins.com. God bless you. Can't wait to see your face in the place. Visit JomoCousins.com to purchase tickets. Again, JomoCousins.com. Hey, did you know you can join Dr. Jomo Cousins each weekday morning for 20 minutes of prayer to start your day? That's right. Monday through Friday at 6.30 a.m. Eastern, Dr. Jomo hosts a prayer conference call. It's a great way to begin your day in communication with the Father. The number to call in is 712-432-0075. Again, the number is 712-432-0075. You simply enter the access code 101-804. Again, the access code is 101-804. For more information or to leave a prayer request for Dr. Jomo to pray over, please visit our website at freshwindradio.com. And now, let's get back to the Word. yourself. Now listen to me. Let me give you a word of advice. And may God be with you. You should continue to be the people's representatives before God, bringing their disputes to Him. Teach them God's decrees and give them His instructions. Show them how to conduct their lives. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Oftentimes, we don't want to teach anybody because we feel it's going to take too much time. Oh yeah, praise the Lord. Listen, but select From all these people, some capable, honest men who fear God, hate bribes, appoint them as leaders over groups of 1,150 and 10. Huh. Here's what you got to do, family. Mm -hmm. About 10 years ago, is it 10 now, babe? No, maybe 12. I used to travel the country and be life coach slash motivational speaker, trainer guy. And I'd have audience of people come there to have me teach them how to be rich. Yeah, I was one of them. I was one of them. Praise God. That's all right. And with that, I, I, would, I would break these things down. Now, I want to break this down to you because I want you to understand your value. Everyone say my value. So here's, here's the first thing. I said, okay, what am I worth? What am I worth? I said, okay, what did you make last year? And how many hours did it take for you to make that? You divide that number, and that's your dollar per hour value. I said, now, say, for example, example your dollar per hour value is $30 an hour, for example. So $30 an hour. So then I look at myself. I said, okay, I like to wash and clean my car. And we have three cars, okay? And my in-laws are there, so that's five cars. No, six cars, okay? Six cars there. So if I decide to clean every car on a Saturday and do it, the, do it right, it's probably going to take at least an hour per car to do it right. Can I get a witness if you're going to do it right? So how many hours is that? Six hours. So six hours times $30 per hour I don't want to scare you. It's 180. I don't want y'all to give me no wrong answers right now. It's $180. Okay, amen? Right, amen? Now, if I do it once a week, for, uh, that's four, four times 18. Anybody got it? 72. So that's $720, okay? Now, I can go to my spot on 301 for $40 a month. They'll wash my car every single day. For how much? So if I did all six cars, that's $240, and I ain't got to do nothing. 
The value is in your what? Time. So what you have to do is you have to ascertain how much am I worth? Then when I find out what I'm worth, then I stop doing things that devalue my time because the one thing that's the common denominator for all of us is seven days and 24 hours. And the difference is what you're doing with your 24. So if you spend your time doing things that are eight to $12 hour activities, because see, when I go to the car wash, this is a teenager. This is a young person. So when I do my car, I'm putting myself in that budget class. We all got laundry. Everyone say, I do too. There's seven people in my house. Lord Jesus. It seems like clothes just never go away. As soon as you wash them, they're dirty. And the kids are dirty and nasty. And, and it seems overwhelming. Have I, has anybody been overwhelmed with clothes? So overwhelmed, you just go buy new ones. Just, just forget it. I'm just going to go shopping. Forget it. So I said, okay. I said, Charmaine, how many hours does it take you to close? She said, Jumbo, all day. I said, all day? She says, all day. I said, okay, eight to ten hours. I said, if you're worth $30 an hour, that's $300. Now, $300. I could drop the clothes off. $80, and it's done, and we ain't got to do it. In the no. name of no. Jesus. No, no. <laughs> Hallelujah. No, no. Hear me, hear me, hear me. The difference between average and those with more money is they spend the time on the things that make the most money. Right. So if you spend your time doing things that a maid will do, you're going to get a maid salary. I'm not trying to hurt your feelings. I'm just trying for you to understand your time. So I don't clean no more. I clean what I need to clean. But I said, okay, if we try to clean this whole house. Now, if you don't have the budget for this, it's not a conversation. That's right. No. That's right. No, but let me you be clear. Let me, let, let, let me be clear. If you're spending 8 to 12 hours doing it, and you could be working on your business, your dream, or your plan. That's good. Because, see, I know the house has to be clean. Fact. But if I have a dream or a vision that can pay for this, I'm going to spend my time on the thing that can pay for that. Right. The reason why I'm teaching you this is so many of you are trying to do everything. Everything. I heard a preacher say this, and it's so true. If everything's important, then nothing's, nothing's important. Because everything can't be important. There has to be real important, a little bit important. Not important. Not important. Because if everything's important, then nothing's important. I said, okay, Jomo, pray, preach, teach. When I'm in them lanes, I'm in God's will. Stay where you, where your gift is. It makes room for you. Amen. So, you can write down today some things you know you're doing mm-hmm. that could be finishing your book right now. Ooh. Come on, you're speaking to somebody. You could be in your business right now, but you're hitting there folding clothes. Mm-hmm. What you make for our folding clothes? Man, you better sit there and be writing your book. Because once you write the book, it just keeps on selling. Right. 
and selling. Now I'm going to get out of that mold. I'm going to come back to Pastor Jomo. But that's why I would teach people. I said, because, see, we all have the same 24. It's just what you do with yours. So those with high net worths identified the things they do that don't make money. And once you find those things that now focus my time on the things that do make So if I do something, I said, okay. I asked myself, I said, Jomo, you're playing Scrabble right now. What are you making per hour right now, Jomo? Close it. Because we all, we all zone out. That's cool. We zone out. But I can't zone out all day. Right. Because I understand my value. So what I do is I found out my number. And when something comes up and they say, can you do it? I said, it's not worth my time. And people get mad. No, no, I've calculated my number. It's not worth my time. Pastor, can you pick me up? No, Uber, I paid for it, bye. It's not worth my... Real talk. Because you can get an Uber to pick somebody from the airport, bring her home, and I could have another meeting. Don't do that to your mama, though. I'm just saying. You better pick your mama up from the airport. Wisdom. <laughs> but my point, I told my wife, I said, uh, my wife loves kids. So she adopts kids, extra kids. Just, just adopts them. So, well, baby, I'm just going to take care of, the, you know, this for the first two years. Okay. <laughs> Amen. So she'll be driving around town during the week, dropping food and clothes off to different people's house. And then when she can't make it, she says, Jomo, can you do it? If he's, like, going that way. I didn't agree to this commitment that you'd be making with people. But I, I said, I know your heart. But you do. And I'll drop it off, and I keep moving. So I said, babe, uh, you know Walmart and Publix delivers now. I need what? No, no. My point is because I said, babe, if you drive all around town all day long, you know what you could have? I said, first off, that dang truck drink gas. Like the, I mean, just glory to God. I mean, it just consumes it. You can drive and see the gas tank move. Like that. I, I said, between the gas and you just time? Well, if you, if you don't go to the house, then you can't kiss on the baby. <laughs> we already talked about this. You said you didn't want no more kids, and, and now you're trying to adopt everybody, baby. You said you didn't want no more kids. Then when he like, goes, it's like extra special. You know, when I go, it's like, oh, Charmaine just dropped off some diapers. But when Jomo goes, you know Pastor Jomo came by my house? I come by your house every week. <laughs> or even the kids, they'll go back there. Is Pastor Jomo here? I'm right here. Can I get a hug? They, no, no. Pastor I'm in their Jomo face first. every morning. That's what it is. Mm, so here, here I'm, I'm, I'm going to surmise it all with this. You know, it is what it is. But yeah, that, that was a good point about having the delivery service. How about this? Just, I know, baby. You want to go hug and... Amen. This is what it boils down to. Mm-hmm. Do what you love. Delegate what you hate. I know that's good. Because do what you love. Delegate what you hate. Pastor, why? Because whatever you hate to do, you don't do it fast. That's true. 
That's true. And you always put it to the back. So therefore, you, it never gets done. It causes you stress because you're thinking about why you don't want to do it. Then you make excuses for not doing it. So guess what I learned? I do what I love and I delegate what I hate. Because what you hate, somebody loves. Right. Why don't you give it to somebody? That's their gift. They love doing it. Versus you sitting there arguing with yourself. I don't know why I got to do this. I hate doing this. Well, guess how are you going to do it with that kind of attitude? Whereas if you get me in my gift, it's like breathing. You've been listening to Fresh Wind with Dr. Jomo Cousins, Senior Pastor of Love First Christian Center in Tampa, Florida. If you've been blessed by the word today, you can pick up a copy of today's message or any of our other great teaching series by simply visiting our website at freshwindradio.com. All of us at Fresh Wind want to thank you for listening and for your continued support to this radio ministry. If you'd like to support Fresh Wind Radio, you can do so by visiting our website at freshwindradio.com and simply clicking the Donate tab. Thanks again for supporting. We'll see you next time on Fresh Wind Radio.